coming up on this week's episode of News of the Week for episode 316 of the YLP Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the last episode before Mr. YLP himself's summer vacation. And if you think for one second he wasn't going to go out with a bang, my friend, you are sadly mistaken because you know you know he had all the news that's for him to talk about to go out on a proper note before he heads out with Miss YLP herself on a lovely summer vacation that means he gets the hell off of my ass for a little while but we'll see what Mr. YLP has on the docket this week apparently reportedly WWE is going to be holding a Queen of the Ring Finals in Saudi Arabia. This is from WrestlingInc.com. Apparently, yeah, there, there's supposed to be a Queen of the Ring tournament exclusive reported by Wrestling Inc. last week. We'll discuss all the details with that and my thoughts on the Queen of the Ring himself. Malachi Black, of course, now part of AEW embroiled in a feud with the one Cody Rhodes. He actually discusses why he decided to join AEW and his plans to wrestle in New Japan Pro Wrestling. We'll discuss all of that. Gail Kim, after uh, she helped Mickey James and Deanna Perrazzo have a kumbaya moment, will be helping Mickey James quote unquote leave the charge at NWA Empower next month. That should be very interesting. We'll discuss all that. Renee Barquet says AEW doesn't treat their fans as stupid as WWE does. This is what we'll be closing out the show with this week. And I saw this, I read a little bit of it. I'm just thinking to myself, oh boy, this is going to be interesting. But we will be kicking off this week's episode of the podcast as you may have heard across the country mass mandates are returning in the united states and nevada has issued an indoor mask mandate in 12 counties including clark county why is clark county so significant because that's where Las Vegas is located, and that is the home of WWE SummerSlam 2021. We'll discuss all of that and all the other articles I discussed earlier on this week's episode of the YLP Podcast. Y'all, it's good to see you. I hope you guys are doing well. Let's kick off the last episode before summer vacation improper YLP fashion because... This is episode 316 of the YLP Podcast. Let's hit that intro. Let's get it started. And with that being said, let us begin. Greetings, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager here at WrestleLatic Radio and your host, of Kings of the Rings podcast, but right now, right here, and right now, you are listening to the Stephen A. Smith of Wrestle Attic Radio, the unapologetically poignant, vibrant, and ferocious Young Lions Perspective, hosted by my man, Zachary Rosica. 
Enjoy the show. Zach from the Wrestling Issues Podcast here, and welcome to episode 316 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Saturday, and I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. As always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Just in case you didn't know, you're listening to this episode, of course, on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective, anchor.fm slash WrestleAddict Radio, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions, or any news that I may have missed this week, do not hesitate to hit me up with an email at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on all my social media to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, you can find me over on Twitter at YLPerspective, over on Instagram at young underscore lions underscore perspective, over on Facebook at Young Lions Perspective, all one word, or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Hope you guys have been enjoying your week so far. Hope it was a very productive week. Hope it was a fantastic week. Um, for me, as you may know now, uh, yesterday was actually my last day of work at my job. I, did, I was doing merchandising and I had my last day yesterday. Um, I said my goodbyes to my fellow people, especially to my work mom, Jill. Shout out to Jill one time. She was very upset. Um, you know, her work child go bye-bye. And she was, she's good people, you know. It's always good to have a work mom, I think. I mean, you got, you got a mom, which is cool. But, you know, having a work mom, always a plus because of the fact that, you know, they're looking out for you. They can kind of, like, keep you at bay, you know, and keep you from going crazy and going for deep end. And um, cookies. As you know, I am a cookie guy. And um, every once in a while, I always see cookies. She's like, I got a cookie. I'm like, ooh, cookies, yes. Um, bad for the diet. But every once in a while, it's good in moderation. But you know, school people, uh, all the people I worked with, I said my goodbyes. Um, Thursday, uh, I had a little bit of a migraine. Did not help the cause, given the fact that I had tension headaches all week, um, possibly due to the stress of the move. I don't know. I wasn't even, I mean, plus it was a very, very hot week here in the Garden State. Across the board, uh, it was hot. It was just hot. It's been hot the last three weeks. I mean, God damn. Mother Nature needs to get her act together. But, you know, I am now a, I guess, a free man in and of a sense. Um, yep, I still, of course, have to take care of some things uh, before I head off for summer vacation. And that includes this. So, uh, you didn't come here to hear me ramble about, you know, my week. But I do hope your week went fantastic. Uh, and you're enjoying the weekend, continuing the weekend in proper YLP fashion. You came here for the news, right? 
Am I right? Or you just or I'm just here for background notes. Any either way, you're gonna enjoy this episode because we gotta get right into it with this uh top story of this week. Now I know everybody in the, around the world is still dealing with the uh COVID nineteen pandemic. Um people have have certain opinions on it. Um minds are interesting and i guess since it's this you know involving pro wrestling i can kind of give you my two cents and how i feel about the whole situation now as we begin this week's episode of the podcast at fightful.com this is actually a big story that came out earlier this week nevada issues indoor mask mandates in 12 counties including the home of wwe SummerSlam. this is from robert d felice Indoor mask mandates hit the home of SummerSlam 2021. For the first time ever, Nevada is the home of WWE SummerSlam, and as the biggest party of the summer draws near, Nevada is issuing indoor mask mandates for 12 counties, including Clark County, which houses Allegiant Stadium, the home of this year's SummerSlam. The Reno Gazette Journal notes that Carson, Churchill, Clark, Douglas, Elko, Elsmerelda, Lincoln, Leon, Mineral, Nye, Washoe, and White Pine are the counties impacted by these mandates. According to the Vegas section of Eater.com, a new report released on Monday, July 26th, shows 1,124 new cases and 17 deaths all located in Clark County, the home of this year's SummerSlam. Nevada's mass mandate became official at 12.01 a.m. yesterday. Back on Thursday, July 22nd, it became required that employees at businesses in Clark County wear a mask when working indoors, whether they are vaccinated or not, to try and prevent a fourth wave of COVID-19 infections. The state dropped the previous mask mandate in May, and at the time suggested that only vaccinated people could wear remove their mask. Now, this latest mandate follows an emergency directive issued in May that requires people to wear masks, quote-unquote, in a manner consistent with current guidance issued by the CDC. Currently, WWE SummerSlam is still scheduled to take place on Saturday, August 21st from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, part of WWE's return to touring and the major stop on the quote-unquote Summer of Cena. Fightful will continue to monitor the story and report any and all updates. We're at it again, huh? We are at it again. Normally, y'all know I wouldn't be talking about COVID-19 stuff. Or Y'all know me, I'm not a political dude. Because, uh, as I always say, I don't trust government for the damn. And I trust myself more than I trust the government. But that is neither here nor there. In terms of the mass mandates, my thoughts are this. It's going to get to a point where people are just going to not even bother wearing masks anymore. And I'm being dead serious. Um, it's going to get to a point where people are sick and tired of the mask. Now, I know, I'm sure you've heard it plenty of time. Some people will believe the mask mandates actually, you know, do help, uh, the, you know, prevent the spread of COVID-19. Others will say this is absolute bullshit. It doesn't do a damn thing. And it's just a virtual signaling. Uh, John, we got over here. 
I have always been, for the most part, under the mindset of, if you so choose to wear one, by all means wear one. If you decide not to, don't. And that's how I feel about this whole situation. My thought process from the beginning, and I said this, I said this to people from the beginning that I worked with, or used to work with, and all that stuff. We should have never done the lockdowns. It has been proven now that it is a bad deal. WHO pretty much stated that. Uh, lockdowns should have never been enforced in the first place. But of course, you know, the United States under the Tenth Amendment is states' rights. But in general, the WHO had stated that lockdowns were not good for the country. And now and we're in kind of an economic state of affairs that to some may be good, to others, uh, no bueno across the board. But in terms of the mask mandates, uh, there I guarantee you there's a ton of people out there right now that are all types of upset with this mass mandate announcement for Vegas. This actually may come back to bite Nevada in the ass. Not WWE per se, but Nevada might bite them right in the ass. Given the fact that, you know, WWE was hoping to get 60,000 asses in the seats for SummerSlam. And now, who knows how many people will be coming to SummerSlam now knowing that the mask mandate has been placed, been put like, put back into place. Words are hard, I swear. Now that it's been put back into place, there may be people out there that think, I may not even want to bother with it. I don't want to wear a mask and go to an event. I dealt with that for almost, I dealt with that for over a year. Except if you live in Texas or Florida. They were just like, nah, fam, we good. Although Texas kind of had it for a year and then got rid of it. But Florida was just like, yeah, nah, we're good, bro. Nice. Um, for me personally, it should have always been up to the individual itself. If you wanted to wear one, wear one. If you don't, don't put policies in place to protect the most vulnerable to ensure that they do not get it and ensure that you know they do not pass and i'm talking about you know of course the immunocompromised uh the elderly um those who may have like you know cancer or any of the sort that pretty much for the rest of us who are who may not have comorbidities or underlying issues or anything in terms of like health issues or anything of the matter you know if you don't want to wear one you shouldn't have to now with my job I had to that was store that was corporate policy now me personally I wasn't feeling it one bit because you know, I work out three to four times a week. I try to have a good diet. 
sure, I have a cheat meal every once in a while, but for the most part, I try to, you know, stick to my diet and try to eat as best as I possibly can, lift. You know, my cardio is pretty much walking around at work all day, so I don't have to worry about that at all. For the most part, I tend to lead a very decently healthy life. I wasn't a fan of the mask. Still not, at this point, if you, if you really want to know my honest opinion. Um, you know, it just felt like it, just, it was just not as comfortable for me. I never really found any that, were, that I found comfortable enough to actually just be able to wear for an entire day and not have an issue. You know? But, you know, be, you know, that's a whole different situation, you know, from that. But I guarantee that some people are now who may not be a fan of the mask or anything of that nature may consider not going to SummerSlam now. Because of the fact that the mask mandates are back on. If some of y'all were considering going to Vegas for SummerSlam, now there are some. I'm sure there will be some people that are pretty much may, may be thinking, "I don't want to go." There are going to be some people that may not go to SummerSlam now because of this. Now, of course, when it comes to, like, all vaccines and all that stuff, go to your doctor. Don't trust a politician or a commercial or anything of that. Go to your doctor. Ask about it. If your doctor thinks it's good for you, then go get it. If your doctor says, nah, fam, this may, you have this, this, and this, and if you get it, this may be an issue, then okay, that's, you know, that is that. Now, if you want a second opinion, by all means, do so. You know, I know people on WrestleLetic Radio who got it. And I don't, you know, shit on them one bit for it. You know, that is their choice. That is the individual choice of the person. It should always have been up to the person from the beginning. While making sure we protect the most vulnerable from catching COVID. Seriously, this is going to, re I'm, I'm not sure if Vince McMahon is still looking for 60K to take place, but if he is, don't expect it now. I'd say somewhere between 35 and 40, maybe. But I know there's people that were possibly, I guarantee there's people planning on going to SummerSlam and now thinking that, you know what? I dealt with the mass shit for over a year. I'm done with it. I don't, I, you know what? I'll, you know what? F it. I'm not going to buy the tickets. It's not worth it to me. That's how it is now. And
that's that's how I kind of see it, you know. It should have honestly always been up to the individual themselves to make that choice. If you didn't want to wear it, don't wear it. Just know, like Newton's third law of motion always says, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If you happen to catch COVID and you weren't wearing masks, okay. But if you're in good health and more than likely you'll be able to get through it within the two weeks time that it took for you, you know, because you were in isolation and all that, then so be it. Now, my thing is this. If I got it, I may have gotten it already. Once, maybe twice. Who knows? I didn't feel a thing. You know, because I tried to, I tried to stay healthy. But, you know, there are people that do, did get it, unfortunately, passed away. And my heart, my heart of course, goes also all those families that had dealt with members of family that had COVID and passed away. You have my sympathy 100%. Without question. But I'm not a fan of all this back and forth with, okay, now we got the mask off. Oh, more cases. Now you got to wear a mask again. Oh, you're vaccinated? Still got to wear a mask. Then what was the point of getting the vaccine anyway? If I have to go back to wearing a mask, I thought I was supposed to be safe. It's all this one second it's this next second is this and then i thought this was the actual real news but this is now the i it's confusing a lot of people now mind you in clark county alone like they said as of the 22nd it was 1124 new cases 17 people died now those 17 people do have my sympathy 100 percent there are some places around the world that have daily figures of single digits and they're locking down. And they're doing mass mandates. That is a no-go for me, personally. If it got to the point where Nevada was going to say, we're locking down before SummerSlam, guess there is one person on this planet that will be more pissed off than any person on this planet, and his name is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <clears throat> Miscusi. 100%. At the end of the day, with this, it should always, 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 100% should have been about the individual. You know? And me personally, you know, we could have honestly knocked this out by the fall of last year. We honestly could have, you know, if we just allowed the people to, choose, to make the decision for themselves. We could have knocked this out by the fall of last year. I think we really could have done that. We could have gotten to the fall. Got, we had our peak in April, came back down, all that, you know. Like I said, the lockdowns didn't do us any good. You know. Mass mandates. You know. 
do I do I personally feel it? No. I get it. I get why they're doing it. But honestly, it shouldn't be implemented. Again, people are getting sick and tired of it. You know, especially if they just got off of the mask mandate. If they just lifted them. And that happened in May. And now, two months later, goes right back to mask mandates. Imagine how many people just got pissed off because of that. Now, imagine how many people were planning on traveling to Vegas for SummerSlam. They might not even want to go now. They might not even want to go. I don't know what's going to happen. I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know how many people are going to be in the seats this year. Um, I'm sure Vince McMahon is looking for 60K. I don't think he's going to get it, though. But we will see how all of this goes between now and August 21st. So that's going to conclude our top story for this week. If you have any opinions, thoughts, comments, or anything like that, you can also leave me a voice message on anchor.fm slash Perspective and anchor.fm slash Radio. If you have any thoughts on this, let me know. I will feature it on a future show, uh, given the fact that um, this is the last episode before we go on summer vacation here and the, in the YLP universe. But yeah, I, I really want to know your opinion on this. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the mass mandates now back in Nevada? And if you live in Nevada, if you are within Nevada, the sound of my voice, because I know I got some people out there in Nevada, let me know how you're feeling about the mass mandates and how you're feeling about mass mandates prior to SummerSlam, or if you're going to SummerSlam, or if you're not going to Slam, I want to know what your thoughts are. I want to create a dialogue on this. Or just hit me with an email and let me know how you're feeling about it. You know, we can talk about it from there. When we come back, though, I got more news. Y'all know I got more news. I ain't that crazy. I got news on WWE reportedly holding the Queen of the Ring finals in Saudi Arabia. Not only will I give you my opinion on WWE actually have a Queen of the Ring tournament, but my thoughts on how I feel about it being in Saudi Arabia, as well as Malachi Black. I freaking love that name. On why he decided to join AEW and his plans to wrestle in New Japan Pro Wrestling. All of this on the other side of episode 316 of the YLP Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What is up, peeps? This is Mr. Fretz here to tell you about my podcast, Fretzelmania, every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict radio feed, where I review the best and worst in modern and retro pro wrestling. So join me as I keep wrestling real right here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back episode 316 of the YLP podcast 
And of course, before we get back into the news, I want to make sure that y'all know to head your butt over to Young Dash Lions Dash Perspective Dot Creator Dash Spring Dot Com. It is summertime. Still, get your gear right now. Beach towels, organic tote bags, tank tops, t-shirts, all that good stuff which that you need for the summertime. Okay? You know, just, it's just simple knowledge. All the fresh gear, and as far as I know, the Golden Lion Pride shirts are still up. I'm going to actually do this as we speak right now just to see if it's still there. Because you never know. That things may have changed, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go check. I'm checking it out right now. I'm looking at look at the beautiful YLP logo. Yeah, they're still there. You can get those right now. Die cut stickers, socks, leggings, posters, beach towels, all the stuff you need for a summer of YLP excellence. Get your butt over to Young Dash Lions Dash Perspective Dot Creator Dash Spring Dot Com. Get all the gear. The men, women, and the young cubs out there, as well as homeware and accessories to make your cipher complete. Get it all right now. Get your YLP merch right now. Young dash line dash perspective dot creator dash spring dot com. Get your YLP merch today. Take some of my drink here. Mm -hmm. Feeling good. Like I should. Hey. Let's get back into the news, though. As we head over to WrestlingInc.com. WWE reportedly holding Queen of the Ring finals in Saudi Arabia. This is, of course, from my favorite professional wrestling writer in the game, Mr. Mark Middleton. WWE is reportedly planning to host the finals of the Queen of the Ring tournament in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It was exclusively reported by Wrestling Inc. last week that WWE had plans for the all-women's Queen of the Ring tournament to be held this year. It was then revealed this week that the tournament would begin on the October 8th SmackDown and the October 11th Raw. A separate report noted that WWE is set to return to Saudi Arabia on Thursday, October 21st. In an update, word now is that the finals of the Queen of the Ring tournament are set to take place in Saudi Arabia. Excuse me. According to Andrew Zarian of the Mat Men Podcast, there is no word yet on what the name of the next Saudi show will be, but this new report is in line with the original Queen of the Ring report stating that some of the tournament would air on Peacock and the WWE Network. WWE holding the finals of an all-women's tournament in the kingdom is a major deal. Due to local laws, female WWE superstars were unable to travel with the company to, to the kingdom to perform on their earlier events. WWE aired a promotional video that featured female superstars at the Greatest Royal Rumble 2018, and the Saudi General Sports Authority issued an apology for what they called indecent material airing at the show. WWE made some progress in the kingdom at Crown Jewel 2018 when Renee Young did commentary, then again at Super Showdown 2019. First ever women's match was to be held at Super Showdown 2019 with Alexa Bliss and current WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Natalya, but the match was nixed at the last minute by the Saudi government, despite Bliss and Natalya being in the country. WWE finally held a women's match in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel 2019 with Natalya defeating Lacey Evans. 
Due to local policies, they were both forced to wear t-shirts with full body suits instead of their normal in-ring gear. But WWE celebrated the history-making moment in a major way. There's no word yet on Queen of the Ring participants or other tournament details, but we will keep you updated. So let me get this straight. Queen of the Ring. Finally, Queen of the Ring. Um, I'm a fan of King of the Ring. I've been a fan of the King of the Ring tournament ever since uh, I was a youngin'. Not the biggest fan of it of the last iteration of it when we had King Corbin uh, be king for over a damn year, which did nothing for him in the end, and they're trying to make him a sympathetic babyface, and I do not give one damn shit or fuck whatsoever. Queen of the Ring piques my interest. Holding the finals at Saudi Arabia? Not so much. Not the biggest fan of that. Uh, me personally, it's one of those things where this should have honestly been in the States. Now that you have fans back in the fold, why would you want to go to Saudi Arabia to have the finals of said Queen of the Ring tournament? I mean, yeah, you're starting the tournament in America, and then going to Saudi Arabia on October 21st, and hosting the finals there. Wouldn't that be better suited for the United States, though? This is legitimately the first ever Queen of the Ring tournament in WWE. And I'm sure there's something fans have been clamoring for for some time. And you're going to hold that final in Saudi Arabia. Because, of course, you signed that 10-year contract with Saudi Arabia. And now that you're back in the swing of things... You know, you definitely want to get that back. <sighs> I honestly don't get it. I'm being dead serious. I honestly do not get why we're not doing this tournament in America. If anything, you should... I mean, if you're going to have women's matches, have women's matches on the card, if you're able to, and if the uh, Saudi General Sports Authority is okay with it. I mean, in, in, if you honestly think about it, this should be, like I said, at home. This could have been a pay-per-view in and of itself. This goes back to our article we spoke about weeks ago um, with Mickey James and how she felt evolution was set to fail. That's how I feel about it. Now, I'm not saying that was going to be an evolution two or anything of the matter, but 
you're kind of shitting on the women's division, and I have, you're kind of shitting on the fans, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, a major deal. 100%, it was, um, it's a major deal. Across the board, without question, it's a major deal. We're not, we're not gonna discount that whatsoever. The finals of a Queen of the Ring tournament are a big deal. But, if you're gonna have the first one, if you're gonna have this whole tournament, why not have it at home? Seriously, why not have it at home? You know, we'd be better off enjoying the Queen of the Ring final. I don't know who's gonna be in it. I don't know who's gonna be in terms of details. I don't know the ramifications of it. I don't know if it's gonna mean a title shot for the winner of the said tournament. I don't know if it's gonna just gonna mean there's gonna be Queen whoever. And they're just gonna walk around and you know you know be queen of the castle queen of the castle go do this go do this type stuff you know what i mean i don't know what that's gonna mean i honestly don't know how this is gonna pan out I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen with this tournament. I don't, like I said, it's going to start, what, October 8th on SmackDown and then continue on on October 11th on Raw. And then um, they're going to have the finals on uh, in Saudi Arabia. We'll see how it goes. As far as it, me personally, I wouldn't have this in Saudi Arabia for the finals. I would have this at a pay-per-view on home soil. This is, if, as far as I know, this is the first one that I've heard about personally. And, um, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just me, but, uh, this one should be at home. We should be having a home game for the Queen of the Ring finals. That's just how I'm going to go with that. But we shall move on. As we head over to WrestlingNews.co, Malachi Black on why he decided to join AEW and his plans to wrestle in New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is from Chris Sigia. Former WWE star Malachi Black was interviewed on the Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Perspective podcast. I'm trying to jack my name, how dare you? To talk about his jump to AEW, WWE, growing up in the Netherlands as a wrestling fan, being tossed off a roof, and more. Here are some of the highlights. Black was asked if money or creative freedom was more important to him at this stage of his career. Quote, creative freedom. I don't care about the money. I never have. I've always been good with money too. I've been able to put both of my parents in retirement. I've been able to help my brother with his house, make savings for my parents with my parents. I put enough money to decide that I can live comfortably. I don't spend a lot of money. I never have. For me, especially that creative outlet, because if it was, if it was about the money, I would have said yes and amen to anything that was thrown at me, and I didn't. I think that's also what ultimately in a way led to maybe a big part of the departure because there's only so much you're willing to do. Your mentality is already, well, this is the last ride, I'm going to give it, and if it's not going to work, then screw it. I'm going to do something else. Money isn't everything. Is it comfortable? Of course. At the end of the day, it's also like we all have bills to pay. At the end of the day, I want to put my kids through college. I want to make sure that I don't have to worry about parts of the rest of my life. I want to be able to make sure that my house is paid off and all that stuff. More importantly, I want to retire from this business with peace of mind, knowing that I've done everything I could have done creatively. Even if everything comes crashing down, 
thundering down and it doesn't go anywhere i want to die on my die on my sword not on someone else's sword creative freedom for me is much more important than any money for me end quote he was then asked why he made the decision to sign with aew saying quote i'll be completely honest with you the day i got released aew popped into my head i had so many friends there one of the last conversations i had with john rest in peace he said you would love it here you would have so much fun here that, always, that kind of always stuck with me because he and I, would every once in a while, we would talk. There have definitely been moments that I was very frustrated. I know he went through similar stuff. So I spoke to him about it a couple times, telling me how great he felt and how relieved he felt. That conversation stuck with me a lot. I got released. So actually from day one, that was the thought process. There were multiple offers, conversations happening from different companies. One of the companies that I still want to do some stuff for, hopefully in the future, is New Japan. That would make my circle complete. That's what I was raised on. I always wanted to go to Japan. I always wanted to go to New Japan. And it's always been one of my ultimate goals. One of the last few things on my checklist is New Japan. Let's hope in due time, some way, somehow, we can make that happen in the future. I just want to have something that means something. And I thought like EW was the company I can do that. I want to matter. I want to mean something. I want to look back at this and say I did one thing right. I did at least one thing right. At least one person is going to say, Tommy, because of you, I became a wrestler because of what you did. The way you sat, sit there in that promo, what you did in that vignette, what you did in the match, that turned me, end quote. He was also asked if he knew in advance that he was going to be NXT champion, quote, I knew it was coming. Terry Taylor said, look, it's my job right now to make you the guy. I have to make you, I have to talk to you to make you mentally understand what it, that means to be the guy. I always look back at my NXT title a little bit bittersweet because I felt that, and this might sound strange, but I felt it wasn't the right time because Johnny and Tommaso's feud was so hot. I felt there was always a level in, of intrigue with me that could have passed through their feud and then make the call. The decision was eventually made. I became champion. I had a match with Lars Sullivan. I didn't like that match at all for multiple reasons. Then I lost it to Tommaso. And I always felt that I was an interchangeable champion. In merchandise, I did great. I was very popular. I did really good in merch. I always felt that was one of the reasons why I became a champion. Sure, based on the level of popularity, based on skill, based on presentation, all of these things were there. But I felt that what Johnny and Tommaso were doing, even for me, felt more important. It felt like it transcended the belt. And it clearly did because they were main eventing stuff. Kudos to them because they worked their asses off to do it. I will never take anything away from those two. Those two have been two of my greatest proponents and opponents that I've had, ever had. I have a lot of love and respect for both gentlemen. I always felt from a company standpoint, I wish it would have started with them, then looped me into it. I felt that would have made it better. It is what it is. I look back at the fact that I was the NXT champion with pride. I thought it was an honor to be picked to represent that part of the brand, represent that part of the company. The world was already enough, was ready enough for me to be the champion. I thought that was crazy cool. Before I got injured, the plan was always for me to win the belt back again. I think that's also something that plays with me mentally where it was me and Tommaso, and Tommaso takes it. Then, it was apparently leading into me and Johnny for a while, and then looping to a three-way where I would take the belt back again. Then, it would loop to a point where I think that it would have been me and Johnny. I think the idea back then was, was that Johnny would take it from me. Then, it would go in between Tommaso and Johnny, and they would take me out of the equation. Something like that, but don't pin me down on it completely. That was partially what one of the ideas was. We were supposed to do the dosi do with the belt between the three of us. Obviously, I got injured, so that changed it to me and Johnny specifically. 
Then it went back to me and Tommaso, where we had one of my absolute favorite matches against Tommaso where he attacked my leg. I still think from a wrestling perspective, it was one of my smartest matches. Then I got called up at the tag match against the Raiders, which is probably in my top five favorite matches of all time. I love that match. I remember me and Trevor, me and Ricochet. At that moment, we were doing Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all the live events, and all the pay-per-views. We had one day off. I loved it. I came home, did my laundry, headed to the gym, texted Trevor, and rode back. I felt so sharp. You could have thrown anything at me at that point, I would have knocked it out of the park. Same with Trevor. I still think he does that. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. Me and him, for the small amount of time that we spent as a tag team, for some reason, it worked. When we did that takeover before Mania, that was the most comfortable I've ever felt in a wrestling ring. I remember having the time of my life in that ring. I didn't care about anything because we were in front of 13 to 16,000 people almost two to three days a week. We were just going and going. We had a great match against The Revival. I felt sharp. I felt so sharp. So when we did that match, I felt so comfortable. The next night we had WrestleMania and I had no nerves. That is, I think for a wrestler, for an athlete, having that level of comfortability shows in your work. Those three months go down as my favorite three months in that company, end quote. And of course, as always, if I use any portion of the quotes from this article, please credit the Wrestling Perspective Podcast with Jason Powell, H-slash-T, WrestlingNews.co, transcription, so I don't get sued. That was a lot to unpack, especially that last quote there. But in terms of money and creative freedom, he, I knew for a fact he was always about creative, 100%. Um, he always wanted to have creative control of what he did as a character. That's pretty much well apparent, um, completely. Uh, he always wanted to have, you know, he always wanted to make sure that the Aleister Black, now Malachi Black killer character, had all the intangibles needed to make this character go over. Excuse me. And now, you know, having that opportunity to be having creative freedom in AEW really, sh it, it's showing now. You're seeing it over these past couple of weeks with Cody. And now they're going to have a match next uh, next week on uh, Homecoming. And I honestly hope that Malachi Black does beat Cody Rhodes. A loss for Black would not be good for him in the grand scheme of things. And I believe Cody knows that and will do the right thing by giving Cody... Actually, by giving Malachi the victory and uh, doing the job for Mr. Malachi Black. As far as the decision... Going to AEW, it seemed like it was pretty, uh, pretty easy. I mean, he was, got, of course, you know, with a guy of Alistair, or should I say Malachi Black's caliber, you know he was going to be getting offers from all the top companies. 100%. New Japan, I'm sure, would probably hit him up. AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, MLW, all the top companies went after him. 100%. They were trying to garner his services. And I wouldn't be mad at that either. But he wanted to go what was best for him. I mean, hope I mean, if he go if he ever goes to New Japan, I guarantee you he would be a made man instantly. He would instantly be a made man in New Japan. Now we go now, like we said with Daniel uh Brian Danielson last week, let's go over it. Malachi Black versus uh Hiroshi Tanahashi. Malachi Black versus Tetsuya Naito. Versus Jay White. Versus Shino Takagi. You know, versus Akota Ibushi. That's a matchup I want to see. Because both boys can kick your face off if you let them. 
Ask Fuego Del Sol how you felt last uh, this past Wednesday. Oops. But I definitely think AEW was the perfect landing spot for Malachi Black. 100%. Um, just, you can tell immediately upon his arrival that he felt so comfortable. So comfortable in that ring. Crowd was going bananas. And uh, he felt just so comfortable in the character he had. I mean, even having that three-month, you know, stretch that he had with doing... Raws and SmackDowns and NXTs, live events, all the pay-per-views and all that stuff, and just being that com being that comfortable, being that sharp, being that on point every single night. We've all been there. We've all been there at some point in our lives for a nice stretch, probably multiple times depending on who you are as a person, where you were just in a groove, where everything you did was just smooth, everything you did was right, every move you made was on point. Wake up, hit the gym, do this. Go to work, whoop ass, kick ass, do the meeting, do the thing, do the fun thing with your lady, put the thing down, flip it and reverse it, repeat, go home, laundry, you know what I mean, dab on a hater, whatever you gotta do. And you were just in it, and you were just in a groove, and you felt like no one could stop you. I've been there, You've, been, I'm for certain you've been there, Everybody's been at a point where, where just everything you did just felt smooth. You felt comfortable. Everything was just crisp. To the point, you were just in it, you were locked in, and nothing could stop you. You know, I love that stuff. I love seeing that because him and Ricochet absolutely just destroyed everything. The take the match the uh, matchup at Takeover. With um, with the War Raiders, uh, the match against the Revival was insane. Uh, the matches they were doing on Raw and SmackDown coming up, just in they were he was they were those two were killing it, killing it. So I mean, I can honestly believe that you know that was probably the time of his. He was having the time of his life, like he said. Came home, laundry. What was it came home, did my laundry, went to the gym, texted Trevor, rode back, bounced. One day off, and he felt, and everything just felt smooth. That to me is insane. And having that, like, no nerves at WrestleMania, no nerves that entire weekend. Just, just going out there and having the time of your life—that's a beautiful thing. And hopefully, we get to see that this coming Wednesday at Homecoming against Cody, and as we start the road to all out in september when we come back we got two more articles before we go away for the summer and there are a couple interesting ones actually this is one this is a full-on ladies segment gail kim to help mickey james lead the charge at nwa empower we'll go through all of the details and what gail kim's position is going to be for NWA Empower, and we're ending today's show with a little bit of the funny. As Renee Paquette says, AEW doesn't treat their fans as stupid as WWE does. We'll talk about all of that on the other side of episode 316 of the YLP Podcast. We'll be right back.
My name is the Monday Night Delight, and my life has been pretty crazy. You see, I've been a wrestling fan since I was 10, and when I was 29, I started a wrestling show with my friend Mitchell called The Gift Podcast. You may have heard of it. It was great, but Mitchell met a girl that he thought was even greater, so he left the show when they got married, and I still love him. Anyway, I did the show by myself for a while, but that got hard, so I joined up with Rant with Ant and went to WrestleMania, where I met the Kings of the Rings, and that was awesome. Eventually, though, Rant with Ant went away, but Ant left us with WrestleMania Radio. Hooray! But then things got crazy in my life, and I decided to stop doing The Gift Podcast. For four months, I didn't do a show except when Goldberg won the Universal title from The Fiend. I mean, what was that all about? I was so mad and I had no outlet. It drove me crazy and I had to start a new show. The Delight Show. Every Wednesday, we talk about all elite wrestling, TNA, Impact Wrestling, pop culture, and if we really, really have to, the WWE. It's a fun time and I'd love for you to join me every Wednesday on The Delight Show on Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Bye! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the final segment of the YLP podcast news of the week, episode 316. Ah, I always enjoy doing these final segments of the shows, but this one's a bit bittersweet. Like I said, it's the last one before we get into summer vacation, but we're going to go out with a lovely bang. And of course, speaking of which, I am actually in between a somewhat of a sandwich. Make sure you check out, of course, Fretzelmania Friday. Okay? Fretzelmania Fridays every Friday on Wrestle Addict Radio, as well as The Delight Show with Man's Chapel. The one and only Man's Chapel. The only Man's Chapel that I honestly know. Make sure you check out both of those shows on Wrestle Addict Radio every Friday and Sunday, of course, on the Man's side for the time being on WrestleMania Radio, and also, please do make sure you check out the Kings of the Rings podcast, hosted, of course, by WrestleMania Radio General Manager, Manager, King Ricky Rose, Queen B, Kane Murphy, and Mr. Willie T, aka Will Terry Shook. Of course, you can check the live join on Wednesdays. Audio goes out on Thursdays if you happen to miss it, but if you do, check catch it live. YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, all that good stuff. KLTR Podcast, if you're on the Twitch side of things, make sure you check them all out. Check out the entire podcast, besides your, your boy, okay? But again, Fretzelmania Fridays, check out Mance on Sundays, and if you missed the live show Wednesday, you can catch that John on Thursday in pure audio form. Gotta shout out the squad one time before we head out for the weekend. Excuse me. Let's kick off this final segment of the podcast as we head over to mandatory.com slash wrestle zone. Gail Kim. Kim. To help Mickey James lead the charge at NWA Empower. This is by Dominic D'Angelo. That's actually a, that's actually a pretty solid wrestling name. I'm not gonna front Dominic. It's not, you know. Pope, it's not the Pope, but. It's a solid name. Anywho, let's get into the swing of things. Gail Kim is retired, but Mickey James knows the value of the legend's presence. Impact Wrestling released an exclusive video of James thanking Kim for helping settle the waters between her and Deanna Perrazzo in order to get the Virtuosa to appear at the NWA Empower pay-per-view. Gail was more than happy to do so, and her longtime friend was more than happy to ask her for, ask for Kim's aid in leading the charge at the all-women's event. Kim said she didn't even need to ask before the two friends embraced. It was adorable, I promise. 
Nikki initially surprised fans with her appearance at Slammiversary after Perazzo defeated a very viable contender in Thunder Rosa. Perazzo took major exception to Mickey overshadowing her victory and initially appeared that she wouldn't be feeling empowered to attend. That changed, however, when Ken stepped in the following Thursday. So far, it's just Kim and Perazzo of Impact attending Empower, but all that could change before the event comes to air. Mickey James spoke, recently spoke with WrestleZone and revealed the team of producers she's working with behind the scenes to help put Empower together. James says she'd aligned with several notable names in the wrestling business and revealed Kim, Medusa, and Lufisto, plus Brent Taring and Jazz were on board in building the show. James confirmed they'd be considered agents and explained how they've aided her in the process, saying, quote, They're the ones sitting at the table with me making these decisions, helping to build the vision for each person. It's a lot of work, especially because it's all these women that haven't necessarily had a spotlight put on them. And to really showcase who they are, we need to do that. And I'm one person. I need the right people in there to guide that vision of what that is. I'm excited, James stated. I feel like I couldn't have picked a better team to stand alongside. I think we all want the same thing, especially for women's wrestling, and it's exciting. It's exciting, and it's a good core group of people who are well-respected in the business. Of course, if you want to check out the full interview, if you do check out the article on mandatory.com slash WrestleZone, uh, the article is on the bottom. Uh, make sure you go down there, click the hyperlink, it'll go right to that article there. I'm not mad at this lineup they got for the producers. Gail Kim, former WWE Women's Champion. Medusa, also former WWE Women's Champion, legend in the game. Lufisto, a legend in the indies. If you don't know Lufisto, you need, you need to brush up on your game. I'm, I'm saying, no. Brush up on your indie joint because Lufisto is an absolute, at least in my opinion, a straight up legend in the game. I don't know personally who Brent Taring is, but we're going to find that out right now because we here at the YLP Podcast are a learning podcast and we like to learn. So who is this um, This dude? Maybe we'll find it if I do this. Um, that's an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> He's ugly I'm gonna see if I can find it. I don't know. Team of producers. Do 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 do. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, Gail Kim. Okay, they're really not giving me anything on this. Yeah, I got, I got nothing going on with that. But if you guys know about Brent Taring, uh, please do let me know. Fill me in. Leave me a voice message. Leave me an email. Fill me in. Because we here at WrestleMania Radio, uh, especially on the YLP Podcast, we do like to learn. But this is a pretty solid team. Gail Kim, Medusa, Lufisto, and Jazz? What? What? Huh? We're doing that? We're going to do that. We're doing, we're doing that. We're going to put Jazz. Former NWA Women's Champion on the show. Gail Kim, also former WWE Women's Champion. Multiple time, may I add. Gail Kim, former WWE Women's Champion. Medusa, former WWE Women's Champion. Lufisto. A bad motherfucker in the indies. And this is who you got so far for agents. Ayo. 
that sounds like a good solid team so far. You got my attention. I'll pay you that much. You sure as hell have my attention with this team. I mean, when they announced Empower to be a thing, um, I was very excited for this because of the fact that you know the NWA actually wanted to do an all-woman show. Now, as y'all know, I am an advocate for women's wrestling. Uh, I'm an advocate for wrestling in general, as y'all know. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are, man, woman, transgender, duck, chicken, fox, wolf, uh, Great Pyrenees. You can be in a, you can be a uh, black hot helicopter. If you can go in the ring and you can make the crowd go ape shit, you got my respect and y'all already know how it is. So when it comes to stuff like this, I get excited. And now knowing Gail Kim's part of the squad gets me excited because I'm a, I'm a fan of Gail, Gail Kim. I'm a fan of Lou Fisto. I'm a fan of Jazz. And you have a solid core under the NWA banner that's going to be bringing in talent from literally everywhere and really showcasing talent. That's a beautiful thing. That is an absolutely beautiful thing that we're going to see. You know what I mean? This is going to be a beautiful thing. I'm excited for it. I'm so excited for what Mickey James and her team are going to do next month at NWA Empower. Will I buy it? Maybe. We'll see how everything goes. We'll see where everything is uh, in terms of the summer vacation with myself and Miss YLB herself. But if if I, we don't catch it live, we'll catch, we'll, I want to catch it. I want to see it live. I want to actually see it happen, uh, whether it be a month down the road or a little bit down the road, all that stuff. This is one show I definitely would want to see along with the NWA 73rd uh, annual event. And um, I definitely would want to see it. And this is, a, like I said, a great team to have in this match for these uh, matches and pay-per-view itself. And to end this episode of the YLP Podcast, WrestleTalk.com, Renee Paquette says, AEW doesn't treat their fans as stupid as WWE. <laughs> Uh, as WWE does. This is from Connell Rumsey. Renee Parquet worked with WWE for eight years before departing the company back at SummerSlam last year after the cancellation of WWE backstage. Renee has since experienced WWE and AEW from an outside perspective. And recently on our Oral Sessions podcast, Renee discussed the differences she sees between the two companies. Renee made the claim that AEW doesn't treat their fans as stupid as WWE does. Really, their fans confuse a lot of the time. Parquet said, quote, They, AEW, don't, de- don't treat their fans stupid in terms of not knowing what this is and we're going to beat you over the head to make sure you understand it. I understand the reasoning of why they do that, obviously. But I think with smart fans, yo, and the way that people have access to looking into information that they might not know and being able to connect the dots to themselves, I think there's something really cool about that, that people like to have that sense of discovery rather than be talked to like they don't understand. Bucket recently, of course, gave birth to her and her husband's uh, AEW star, Joan Moxley's first daughter. I don't know why they put stuff like that on there. This is the, I'm actually surprised that was a little something. That was a little shorter than I thought it was. But let me but let me explain why to you Renee's right. As I take off my glasses. AEW doesn't treat their fans stupid at all. Especially 
in 2021. Sure, they have made some mistakes in the past and questionable decisions, but for the most part, AEW gives me that sense of okay, here's the map, you know, let, let's just go with random two people, right? Um, you know, Lance Archer and uh, John Moxley. You know, match for the United States Champ IWGP United States Championship. We're going to have a Texas Death Match. We're going to pretty much put it in front of your face. Hikaleo gets the... Hikaleo is now recognized as the number one contender for the title. Sitting at ringside, watching the action. He knows he's got a big match, regardless if he faces Archer or Moxley the week prior, week after. The match is fire. Insane. Archer becomes the new IWGP United States Champion. Goes into the next week defending against Hikaleo. Defeats Hikaleo. Retains. Now, Tanahashi wants the IWGP United States Heavyweight title. That's pretty straight damn forward. Now, I don't know how they're going to do it with Tanahashi versus Archer. Because if they give Tanahashi that damn belt just to make him the second Grand Slam champion in New Japan history, I'm going to feel some type of way about that. That's just me personally. But in the grand scheme of things, um, AEW doesn't make me feel confused. AEW gives me that feeling of this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. This is the these are the major players. We're gonna run with it. It kind of gives me that feeling of NXT UK in their infancy. And for, and for y'all that have been rocking with me since my NXT UK reviewing days, y'all know exactly what I'm about to go into. In the beginning of NXT UK, it was all about the NXT at the time WWE United Kingdom Championship, kind of building your mid card and your main event scene. The next iteration would be the ladies, in a sense, uh, building up the division, showcasing the talent, beginning a tournament to crown the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion. From there we went. Same thing with the tag teams. That was the third cycle. Building up the tag team division. All this happened in a, like a three, four month span, man. But their focus was solely on one certain aspect of it. Now, other now the women's and the tag team divisions may have, and the first in the beginning, may not have gotten much time. But NXT UK was smart enough to realize, okay, we've showcased enough at the main event and mid card scenes. Let's start showcasing the ladies a bit more. Let's start showcasing the tag teams a little bit more. Let's try. Let's try to really have a site a cyclical motion here, showcasing the talent every so often. AEW starting to get into that. Now they're starting to showcase the ladies a bit more, albeit they're still working on it. Um, but for the most part, AEW's gotten it pretty solid. They've done pretty well for themselves. I can't even be mad at this. AEW doesn't beat me over the head. Whereas with WWE, I get confused as all hell. 
Okay, we're going to do this between these two guys, and we have this guy, um, you know, doing a, you know, making his making a debut or some stuff like that, and we have this other guy, um, you know, jobber type, you know, we kind of been jobbing him for a little while, all that stuff, you know, but you know, the guy we're debuting, you know. Just came up, big name, you know, down there, you know, after the call up, you know, we want to make him, we want to make him look good, but you had the jobber beat that guy who's debuting. Why? And then ne the next week, you have him lose again. Same dude. But why? And then have him go berserk and allow his manager to come out and bring out the warrior in him. But why? Or you can just talk about the booking that you've seen on Raw pretty much the entirety of 2021. I don't know what they do 93% of the time anyway. And the other 7%, I'm just like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go get a snack. I need a drink. It's like that. WWE somehow confuses their fans. Some of the, some casual fans are just like, yeah, we like this stuff. And the rest of us were just like, uh, are we watching the same show? Because from what I'm watching, this is bullshit. Casual fans just like, no, this is great. Best show ever. Damn, I'm going out for all this shit. But this is great show. Best show ever. Holy shit, 9 out of 10. That was about a 4 at best. What do you mean? And then you have to pretty much try to explain yourself and they don't get it and we don't call it a day. That's the point. Renee Paquette is making. It should be as, as smooth as baby's butt. It should be as smooth as your girlfriend's legs after she shaves them. Smooth as silk. And as smooth as Barry White's voice when he, when he starts singing his songs. I swear to God, that man is smooth. But that's some smooth John, y'all. That's smooth. I like my flow smooth. You dig? That's what I'm talking about. AEW right now is in their groove. It's in one hell of a groove. And from what I'm seeing, reading, and catching up on, they are doing it as smooth as possible. Minus the whole Hangman Page thing. That's a whole other story for another day. We ain't got time for that. But in essence, for the most part, AEW really gets it right. And they really put it together in such a way that it's just like, this works. I like this. They're building on what I like. And then they're making it go crazy. Keep going with that. And then we get a payoff. And I'm just like, you know what? That was a good payoff. It may not have been the decision I wanted. But you know what? If they explain it to me as to why they did it, beautiful. That's all you need to do. And WWE somehow, some way, has unfortunately still not figured 
that out. And ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude episode 316 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're closing out the show in proper YLP fashion and getting you ready. Well, for not much of anything because I'm about to go on summer vacation. But I will send you off with a wonderful message as I normally do before we ride off into the sunset on the other side of episode 316 of the YLP podcast. We'll be right back. That's going to be it for episode 316 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Of course. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, opinions, or any news I may have missed from this week's episode, do not hesitate to hit me up with an email at younglinesperspective at gmail.com. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, you can follow me on social media. Head over to Twitter and find me there at YLPerspective. Usually I do live tweeting for NXT on Tuesdays, AEW Dynamite on Wednesday nights, and SmackDown on Fridays. I have a prior engagement to attend to or obligation. I will let you guys know prior to that particular night's episode. And my apologies for not really live tweeting as of late, of course, with the move and everything. Uh, I've just been trying to get all of that sorted out and get everything up to speed. So my apologies for that. But if you want to find me over on Instagram, you can also find me there at young underscore lions underscore perspective. 60 second thought videos breaking news all that good stuff over there if you have any memes dm your boy send them my way and uh if i like what you bring to the table if i like what you like what i'm singing on the meme side of things i'll have no problem posting them on my page for all the world ccf your 15 minutes of fame and excellence of course if you also want to find me over on facebook you can find me there at young lions perspective all one word or simply search for young lions perspective podcast like the page, share the page, make damn sure that you follow the page. We have over 120 followers on the page. And I want to thank every single one of you for your continued love and support. Follow me on all these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all tech stuff, Gab parlor all the alt tech media messaging apps uh whatsapp telegram voxer signal all of that send it through a text message slide to your friends dms hit them up on facebook messenger spread the word of the ylp podcast because with the ylp podcast the kingdoms of the rings podcast the first mania podcast don't you dare forget about the delight show with man's chapel we here at wrestle addicts radio strive to bring you top-notch quality entertainment every single week because that's what we do here bring you top-notch quality entertainment every single week to be a one 
like the steak sauce. A5 like solid wagyu. To be the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the top of the charts, top of the pops, and everything else in between to show you that we are undoubtedly, unprovably, undisputedly, without a doubt, then, now, and forever, the alternative for Professional Wrestling Podcast, and that we are here to stay. Of course, y'all know, y'all may not have the anchor app. I've noticed this. I've understood this. I've come to terms with this. Not everybody has the Anchor app. Not everybody has, you know, certain apps, but everybody has their favorite apps to use for their podcasting needs. If you think for one second, we're simply all about AmbiguousPodcastSolutions.com and Anchor.fm. My friend, you are sadly mistaken, as always, yet again, because we are on many different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hmm. Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean. As always, shout out to the Podbean gang. Castbox FM, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the entire family, not just my podcast, the entire family of Russell Addicts Radio Podcast, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. If you do, you must have misspelled it, because that's a you problem, and that ain't my thing. But you can find us all over those platforms. We are distributed every single time on all of those. Hmm. I believe I fulfilled my obligations for this week. We're going to look over to the judges to ensure that I have done so. And we are heading to the country of Finland. I believe we have not stepped in those grounds for quite some time. And I believe I am getting a thumbs up. So, usually I would tell you next week I got more news. All the news that's fit for me to talk about and all that good stuff. But, today is not that day. Today is the last day. Uh, last show before mine and Miss YLP herself summer vacation. Um, just in case you are new to the fold, I announced on the three-year anniversary show, I am moving to Colorado, and um, we are going to be heading out of the state uh, this coming Thursday. Uh, myself, uh, Miss YLP, Miss YLP booked a Airbnb at the undisclosed location, because if I ever told y'all where the fuck it was, you'd be hounding me and I had time for that, so you can go fuck off with that. Um, we'll be hanging out there for a few days, just to hang out, you know, mingle, um, relax, enjoy each other's company, and we haven't seen each other in a while as well, so that that will be a good time to actually come up. Maybe we'll see uh, twin sister YLP and the young cubs, possibly, hopefully, fingers crossed we get to see that. Uh, it will be a good way to uh, have them meet, uh, twin sister YLP and uh, Miss YLP meet for the first time, as well as uh, seeing the kiddos. That would be fantastic. Hopefully we get to do that. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, We'll hang out for a few days, chill, relax, and then get ready to head off to Maine where we got to take care of some affairs up there. And then a big road trip from Maine all the way back to Colorado. And from that point, that is where we will uh, return from the, with the YLP podcast. Um, I can't give you an exact date, unfortunately, if we're being perfectly honest. I would wish I could, but unfortunately, I cannot. Um, it's a road trip, and we're just going to enjoy each other's time, company, enjoy uh, just going about the country, and enjoying all the stuff that goes in between from Maine to Colorado, and that's going to be a good time. Um, 
you know, and everybody should be doing, everybody should just be out and about, enjoying the rest of their summer. Um, that's what uh, we plan on doing and enjoying our time. Uh, it should be a good time. I'm excited. I know Miss YLP herself is excited. Um, I know my mom's a bit upset. You know, I'm leaving the group, but um, you know, gotta get, gotta get, gotta get going, man. Gotta get there. Do some things. I made our five-year promise to myself um, that I finally had made come to fruition, and it's about damn time uh, we handle business. I know uh, the unofficial co-host of the podcast, uh, Miss Marley, is none too pleased, but she will be all fine as long as she gets her treats and her naps. But that's pretty much what's going to be going down with me. So I can't give you a actual definitive date as of yet of when my impending return will be. But um, I am actually putting this out there. I give all permission to any member of WrestleAddict Radio to take my Saturday slot if they so choose for the time being until my return. I am putting that out there right now. Um, Because I'm friendly like that. (laughs) Until then, guys, enjoy the remainder of your summer. Enjoy August. Enjoy SummerSlam. Enjoy NWA Empower. Enjoy NWA 73. Enjoy TakeOver 36. Enjoy all of the big shows that we're going to have. August is going to be a big month for wrestling fans. I mean, it is going to be absolute insanity and everything else in between. I am quite excited to see what happens It's going to be just an onslaught of professional wrestling. And we as fans should just enjoy every single second of it in the month of August and as well as the month of September with All Out going down. And as well as uh, AEW Rampage, AEW Dynamite, and All Out in the same week is going to be absolutely insane, guys. We are going to be absolutely spoiled over the next five, six weeks. It is going to be ridiculous and i cannot wait to simply just uh recapture all that and hope maybe the first show back i'll just recap everything uh that we did on the road trip and maybe recap some of the stuff we uh had done and uh, wrestling and all that good stuff other than that guys enjoy the rest of your weekend enjoy the month of august enjoy time enjoy life more life and all that good stuff in between and i'll see you guys right back here sometime soon for episode 317 of the YLP Podcast. See ya! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.